0: The Outlet The Talk of Southland Welcome to The Outlet. I'm your host Brent Harbour. In this podcast I talk to Chris Goddard, the Program Director for the Milford Opportunities Project. Now they've just released the results of a Cantar survey done with international visitors and locals to get feedback on the future plans of Milford Sound. We talked through some of the results, the interesting findings on access, conservation, culture, and more. Can you please give me a brief overview of the Milford Opportunities Master Plan and its key
1: objectives? Well, I might start with a quick history lesson. So this project is uh, one of the outcomes from our time during COVID where a group of people got together and really considered how we can do tourism differently. And from that came in 2021, a very specific Milford Opportunities project of putting together the key elements of what would a world-class visitor experience look like. And, you know, people thinking about Milford Sound Pier Pea Tahi, I uh, looked back in the archives, and in 1980, TV1 News talked about big problems in Milford Sound Pier Pea Tahi, built for 25,000 people, and was about to hit 250,000 visitors per annum. And uh, looking back to 2019, just before COVID, we hit 883,000 visitors and an additional quarter of a million coming from crews. So you know, that was a doubling in numbers in six years. So Milford Opportunities Project in its current form is us feasibility testing that master plan. And I'll probably call out four key objectives. Uh, one of them's levying international visitors so we can get some real money into conservation and help improve infrastructure. Second one is slowing people down and spreading them out over time. So we have people spread out and the benefits spread out as well. Third one, managing access, which turns a great visitor experience into one that's absolutely world-class. And uh, the fourth, weaving mana whenua values into that world-class experience. So it's a pretty awesome project where we're building on some work that came out of uh, some pretty tough times in COVID, working out what we can do differently. So let's talk about the results of the Kantar survey. So what was the response like, Chris? Well, uh, Tourism New Zealand and Kantar surveyed uh, 4,900 people over seven countries, and they were both uh, people who had visited the place, or they were people who were intending to come to New Zealand over the next year. With that, we also surveyed a 1,000 New Zealanders, which included 150 Southlanders. What we found, uh, 75% of New Zealanders and 91% of the international visitors either liked or strongly liked the overall master plan. And this was absolutely essential. It was really important for us to understand that both the international visitors and New Zealanders had some positivity towards the plan because... If they didn't, uh, none of those changes were feasible.
0: So looking through the survey, there's a few things that stood out. Firstly, uh, conservation and charging for access. Can you please talk us through those results and some of the
1: feedback? I'll talk to the feedback first. Uh, Overall, the feedback, people really believed that uh, this master plan would lead to a significant and positive change for both Southland and wider New Zealand. And something that really stood out to me is how iconic Milford Sound, Tahi was seen by New Zealanders as a place, more than 86% of us saw it as really iconic. When you you looked at uh, more of the detail of the plan, 72% of Kiwis and 87% of the international visitors liked the idea of uh, getting people where they could, off their cars and onto a hop-on, hop-off public bus transport coming from a Tiano hub. 79% of our visitors liked the idea of paying a fee, which wasn't too much of a surprise. Um, Paying to go to iconic places is pretty common around the world. And uh, the survey suggested that of those who didn't like the fee, less than 1% of them wouldn't go to New Zealand at all. So the appeal of that fee was quite strong. Almost 90% of the international visitors saw the benefits of the master plan to the landscape, to conservation and cultural outcomes. So overall, I was really pleased and uh, quite surprised at how well the master plan landed with both perspective and actual international visitors and wider New Zealand.
0: So on the cultural experience, there is a difference to how international visitors and New Zealanders view this. So how did you interpret this result and the mention of some resistance because people believe that the visitors experience, they can get that in other parts of the country?
1: When I saw the results, I I realised something that our international visitors see New Zealand culture differently and, you know, all of the international visitors saw that engaging with indigenous culture was a real positive thing. But what they saw uh, changed based on their country of origin. So the Aussies, they could see the Naitahu aspect of indigenous culture really clearly. China, and surprisingly the UK, uh, saw it more as engaging with locals. And the US saw it as engaging with our, our joint history. So. New Zealanders gave us that very strong feedback that when you bring culture to the table, it needs to be authentic, it needs to be led by Ngāi Tahu, it uh, needs to not be forced, and it needs to be more than just a tourist experience. And um, when I reflect back, Naitahu has had a physical and cultural footprint in Milford Sound for, for many, many centuries, and having that authentically visible rather than a generic uh, once over lightly was a very clear message we heard from wider New Zealand.
0: Now, the findings suggest that more work is needed on access by cruise ships and by air. So can you provide us some insights into this?
1: Yep, so uh, cruise and air were two of the 400 insights that we were testing in the Master Plan, and they are the two that need that more work to be done. Partly that was because the Master Plan presented those two ideas together, and when we were feasibility testing the plan, We tested those ideas together with uh, crews being no longer being able to visit the fjord and uh, the runway that the planes land for over 70 years would be removed. So we need to do a bit more work on that. And uh, we've been asked by the ministers to prioritise policy decisions first. But after we've done that over the next few weeks, we'll start uh, working with both crews and aviation to unpack those two ideas work out what it is people really feel about Cruz and Pia Pea Tahi and how people feel about the runway being there for more than 70 years bringing people in.
0: Now there are some concerns in the feedback too about Tiano becoming too expensive for locals and also the impact on local businesses so what are you looking at to help address those concerns Chris?
1: Well we heard that message loud and clear from the community and I live in a very small community myself and I really do appreciate Community Voice leads conversations about community's future. So the, the two ways we're looking at this, one is through the Southland District Council. So working with the community through Southland District Council on the Tiano Basin Development Plan, that really gives us some handrails of what the community wants and what it doesn't want. And then we'll take that direction as we feasibility test the plan and you know, the instructions that we've been given and feasibility test the plan this plan needs to deliver benefits to Tiano and wider Southland Zayatago. We really do need to make sure that the community agrees the benefits that we find are actually real benefits, not a benefit with a drawback attached.
0: The survey does show there's strong agreement by visitors and Kiwis, and we all know this Milford Sound is a natural and untouched experience. So, how will you balance the
1: need for changes for sustainability, but also the need for growth? Well, one of the key messages we heard, which was around infrastructure, is infrastructure should be less and it should be better. And another message in there was uh, that we do need to preserve the iconic beauty of a place and preserve that for our future generations. So one of the ways that we're looking at this is uh, how that visitor levy from the international visitors is going to enhance conservation as well as deliver that less but better infrastructure. Network's currently underway. So uh, next week we have a, a session with the residents in Milford Sound Pia a drop in session in Tiano. And uh, tomorrow I'm with the Queenstown business community and getting those people to give us input and some guidance really will make sure that we get that balance right
0: so what are the next steps for the master plan where can people have a look at the survey findings and and read more about the plan as well
1: we welcome uh, people having a look at our website which is MilfordOpportunities.nz, where we've got an ability for people to look at some of the sessions that's coming up provide us with feedback and have a look at all of the survey results and now, we've been very deliberate and very considered at making sure that as we're getting feedback, we put that on the website so people can see it and people can see it for two good reasons. You can see that your feedback's being taken on board. Uh, the other one is that it may trigger some new ideas that uh, you suddenly thought, oh, I like that idea, but how about you do this? So at the next stage, uh, we do need to test some really key policy options around slowing people down around meeting the international visitors how do you actually bring that to life we're taking that to the uh, ministers of conservation tourism and transport in december to make sure it lands quite well then taking those options refined to cabinet and then to public consultation early in the new year february march all going well though we'll have the final work delivered to ministers june 2024 which are the refined policy options and some business cases of how all of this fits together and gives real benefit to an icon of New Zealand, to conservation and uh, to the Southland and Otago communities.
0: You're doing some brilliant work and I know it's a, a lot involved and a lot of people in the consultation mode as well. So thank you so much for your time today and all the very best for the future. Thank you. Download the Southland app from the App Store or Google Play. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Outlet. The Outlet is produced and published by the Southland app and supported with funding from the New Zealand Public Interest Journalism Fund. The Outlet is available on the outlet button of your Southland app and wherever you get your podcasts.